0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from EO Fire, and you're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys with your show host, Paul Teague. It's the must-listen weekly podcast for all indie authors who are prepared to ignite. Hello, and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary. This accompanies podcast episode number 18, And it'll be broadcast for the first time on Monday, the 4th of July, 2016. In the last two hours, as of recording this, I've just finished Don't Tell Meg. It's the longest book that I've written so far. I think the previous record holder was The Grid 3, which came in at about 87,000 words. Don't Tell Meg is 93,000 words. I wanted it to be between 90 and 100,000. I didn't want to go over 100,000 words, so 93,000 I'm quite happy with and I started writing it less than two months ago. I started writing on May the 11th, so I've managed to hit, uh, effectively I reckon I'm going to hit about two NaNoWriMo's in the last two months, in terms of that being about 50,000 words a month, which is quite a comfortable level for me. I've really enjoyed writing the novel, it's come very easily there haven't been any plotting difficulties I had one plotting difficulty which I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago on the diary but I managed to work through that and I've had no plotting difficulties since then it's come really fast I'm hoping that's one of the benefits of planning it I use the novel factory to plot it really really like the novel factory I have it open on my second pc screen all the time I'm working it has all my characters in has all the plot points and everything like that really really liking the novel factory it's, it's working very well for me and we've got an interview with the creator of that software Catch a Kane on the podcast so do check through it's i think it was one of the first 10 episodes if you have a look at that and find out about the software but it's very good and crazily i think i'm going to move straight on to the next book which is tentatively titled Swipe Right and you know what that means it's you know it's based on one of these dating apps or something like that and it's going to take the characters or the main character from Don't Tell Meg. It's just going to take the story on. He's going to go from one thing to another. Interestingly, with Don't Tell Meg, I didn't leave it on a cliffhanger. I've, uh, the ink's still wet on it at the moment, so my wife needs to take a look at it. I just wanted my wife to say, Is that okay? I didn't want to leave it on a cliffhanger, but I didn't need to leave it with that sense of, Oh, there's something that's going to come next. I did set it up like that at the end. I just want my wife to confirm. That that doesn 't need a, a rewrite that i haven 't left anybody on tenterhooks. I did that with the secret bunker. I did it with the grid where books one and two in both of those trilogies ended on a complete <gasps> it 's a cliffhanger. you had to read the next book. I wanted to try writing a trilogy that had an over an overall story arc, but I wanted to resolve each story, and that 's what i 've managed to do with don 't tell me. I'm feeling uh, very pleased with myself. It does feel a bit crazy to move straight on to the next one. It feels crazy. And it doesn't feel crazy. It feels crazy in terms of the words written. It doesn't feel crazy in terms of the fact that I know these characters really well. I'm just going to pick up. I'm just going to pick up the story like it's a two hundred thousand word story. I'm just going to keep writing with the same characters while I'm in their heads. I guess it makes sense. I'm going to try. I don't know whether this is going to work. So you'll hear it on the, the podcast. If it doesn't, I, I really want to try and get another one written. Book two written by the end of, where are we now, July, end of August. I wanted to update you on my Goodreads giveaway. I've been running a Goodreads giveaway for the past couple of months. One of the mistakes I made with Goodreads is that I, the first giveaways I did, I made open to the USA. I I don't know where they were worldwide, but they were certainly open to the USA. And of course, because you always get way more people in the USA buying books and doing giveaways. I think most of the people on the list in the end were USA and it costs a fortune to post a book out there. So the lesson learned with Goodreads is, unless you're really flush, then keep it to UK only or your, your country. So you're only paying lo- local postage rates. Given that it was UK only then, we got 316 people entering that giveaway. And my view is that's 316 people who had never heard of that book before. And many of them, not all of them, many of them mark your book, in this case, The Grid, they mark it as a book to read bearing in mind that book is actually free in Kindle form, not not in paperback form, then you may move some of those readers over if they check it out. Five people won. They were UK only. It cost me 29.95, I think it was, in the end. What I did, though, is I sent the books. I dispatched them directly from Amazon. I put them on No Rush Delivery. I'm an Amazon Prime member. So by putting them on No Rush Delivery for each of the five books, I got a £1 credit that amazon gives you if you don't put it on next day delivery there's no way i'm doing it next day delivery because it is a a giveaway it's a competition i don't think there's any expectation that they're going to be there the next day that gave me a quid for each book that'll act as a credit and of course when i order them through amazon that's then going to be dispatched via create space and i'll get the royalties on that and that makes the actual the net book cost to me pretty low so I think that's worth doing. I reckon the netbook cost by the time I've got royalties and the quid back, it's going to be about £2.50 to £3, something like that. So I don't think that's so bad. I've got a couple of little tidbits to tell you this week. I was a guest on Tim Lewis's Begin Self-Publishing podcast. This is one of my must-listen-to podcasts. Tim talks to people more about the kind of webby, geeky side of self-publishing. Now, it's not too geeky. You're not going to listen to that show and say, oh, wow, too much geek. It's absolutely not that at all. But I haven't heard a show that concentrates on that that webby, geeky, softwarey kind of side of self-publishing. And for my mind, in terms of the complement of podcasts that I'm listening to, it gives me extra value. It's, it's introducing me to guests and, and teaching me things that I, I didn't know and I can't get anywhere else, Not not places I found. I, I made contact with Tim, as you know, if you've listened to last week's podcast, Tim was last week's podcast guest and I was his guest on this week's podcast. So if you want to have a listen to that, either of those podcasts, then either go to Begin Self Publishing Podcast with Tim Lewis or check out my own podcast. The observant among you will see that I've actually popped a survey on the top right hand corner of the main podcast site. I was listening to, and I wish I, I should have made a note of this before I started this, but I was listening to The School of Podcasting. It's a new podcast that I'm listening to. And it's hosted by a guy called Dave Jackson. And he's brilliant. He's a brilliant host. And his podcasting podcast is excellent. It's my favorite podcast. And I was listening. He does another show. And I can't remember It's podcast review show, something like that. And I was thinking, oh, I'd quite like to put my podcast on that, get some feedback on it. And he'd done an episode about things you could review, how you could review your own podcast. And I was listening to that in the car the other day. And I thought, you know, do you know what I'm not gonna sub this submit this re- review just yet? I'm gonna actually go through this self-review process, make some improvements, and then I'm gonna submit it to Dave and somebody has to say about it. Because I, I know it's not perfect yet. It's early days, and I'm just figuring out what works. So what I've done is the first stage of that is I've put a very brief online survey in the top right hand corner of the podcast at Self-Publishing Self-Publishing Academy, I beg your pardon, self-publishingjourneys.com. If you'd like to click on that, I'd really appreciate it. If you're listening to that now, it's really quick, it's about a minute. Just tell me what works in the podcast, what doesn't work in the podcast, how long you'd like it to be, and what you'd like me to add or take away. It's as simple as that, but that's going to really help me because I want to turn this podcast into something that's really, really useful for you, and I want to make it the right kind of time. Last night for this podcast, I interviewed a dystopian sci-fi horror writer called Michael Robertson, He's the author of the Alpha Plague series. And interestingly, we found out while we were talking that he uses uh, Christian, the same guy that did my covers on The Grid 3. Christian does great dystopian covers. And I'll, I'll put the link to Christian on his podcast when we run it. Great interview with Michael. It was really good to talk to him because he's, he, he's doing exactly what I'm doing. He's running a day job. He's squeezing his writing in around the day job. So he's earning enough of the day job to, to pay for the books to, to keep the roof over their heads. He's squeezing the writing in around work. He's squeezing the writing in around family. He's writing at a tremendous rate and he's actually got traction. He's a couple of steps ahead of me in terms of his sales and his success, but he's actually getting to the stage now where his income is actually covering what he's spending on the business. He's also uh, been approached by, or he's got a contract with Podium. These are the guys who, I, I guess, kind of launched Andy Weir to fame with The Martian. So he's got some really great stuff. It was really inspirational talking to them. And this incidentally is why you need to consider being in a mastermind group. If you are an author, you need to mix with people who are ahead of you, who have who got the same kind of aspirations as you to build the same kind of business because they can, they've trodden that path. They can give you lots of tips, but they can give you lots of great advice. And it's the right kind of advice too. It's not the wrong advice. It's not self-perpetuating all the wrong things. It's moving you on in the right direction. So I got a lot out of that interview from Michael. It's gonna run in a couple of weeks time. And I would urge you to listen to that if you are self-publishing. Last week, I mentioned that I'd done my quarter two review. And I can't believe how sad this is, but I've got this big whiteboard to the side of me. And I actually get really excited when I reach the end of a quarter and I can see what I've achieved. And I, I clean the ball and then we put the next quarter's targets on. On Thursday, it was my little treat for the evening. I put a nice podcast on and I did the board and re- reorganised it for quarter three. Already, we're looking. Well, we're halfway through the year, aren't we? So, I was planning for July to September, and July, of course, started on Friday, last Friday. Here's what the aims are, then, or the the key writing aims. And I've put the, I've put a picture of the whiteboard onto the show notes for this episode, so that you can take a closer look at that. But my main aims in the next quarter, certainly over the next two months, July and August, I want to try and write that next thriller if I can. Now, I may come unstuck with it. I know it's a tall ask because I'm also gonna try and edit the first book as I go along, I need to have the first book ready for my copy editor, my proofreader uh, at the end of July. So I I know I am tying myself down a lot with this now, but if I can, I'm gonna do it. I'm aiming to start writing the next book next Thursday, so I've got to get the planning done very fast. I, I know the story. I've got the story up head. I need to get it out. Of course, the characters are done because I'm picking up from the last book. i have got to go straight into it. I'm going to try and get it done in two months and we'll see how it goes. For the next quarter then, my priorities after earning a living, remember I have to earn a living as well, bring the right, the, bring the money in to fund all of this and to, to pay for the roof over our heads. My Priorities of the next quarter are to write this new thriller, to edit Don't Tell Meg. And of course, i got lots of other things as well to do. There's a lot more things on that list as well. And it always looks like a lot, but over three months, actually, it should be about right. I, I might even, I'd probably be adding some things in by the time we get on with it. So i be sharing my objectives with you. You can have a look at them. And of course, you'll hear me talk about it as and when. I'll let you know what's going on, if it works, if I have to ditch anything and replan. Because a plan is just that. It's a plan. It's a statement of intent. And if I need to change it, well, I'll have to. Final thing to mention this week is something called the Big Five Competition, I've decided that I'm doing too many competitions or I'm not doing the right kind of competitions. I am going to stop going in for competitions. I've spent quite a lot on entry fees, to be honest with you. And I'm, I just kind of, as I've had a few finalist positions and I get these things like medals and stickers and I think, do you know, why are you doing this, Paul? I don't, I'm not really sure that we're gaining anything from this. I think what it is, I was listening to Joanna Penn's, new book this week, uh, Mindset, the Author Mindset. And I, I just bought the book and I bought the audio. I've been listening to the audio. And one of the things Joanna was talking about was this need for validation. And actually, when I was listening to that, I, th- I was thinking, is that why you're doing competitions, that somehow you need this external validation? And I think that's probably it, to be fair, though I, I'm you know, a bit uncomfortable to admit it. It's probably all about validation. And actually, it's not doing anything for me. I've spent quite a lot of money on entering these competitions the thing is, is that if I if, if I won them, the prize would be really good. I only go in for the competitions to have a decent prize, but I'm not. You know, I haven't won any yet. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of talking myself in and out of it. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure. I am going to watch the competitions. I think I'm going to choose the competitions more carefully. I'm going to monitor what the entry fees are because sometimes the entry fees are about ninety dollars, hundred dollars. So it can be quite expensive, even though the prize is good at the end. But I think I'm going to hone that down. I'm going to start looking at. Competitions, I think, are more prestigious. I'd love to win a Writer's Digest competition. I mentioned that last week. I'm going to go for the more prestigious competitions. I think I'm not going to go for the tiny ones that give me a sticker and a medal if I'm a finalist. I I went. To, this is a good prize. The one that I went into this week, it was a ten pound entry, which is fine. I, I wanted to mention it on this podcast because it closes on the seventh of July. So if you're listening to this on the day of broadcast, you've just got enough time to enter this. And the prize is five thousand pounds worth. That's pounds, not dollars from Triskella Books, I think that's how you pronounce it, Triskella, T-R-I-S-K-E-L-E, Triskella, Triskella Books, and it's a year's worth of mentoring and support. You could use that £5,000 for editors, whatever you want, covers, marketing support, and there's a whole team of experts that you can call on. Now, that's a pretty good price, and a £10 entry isn't bad. It's for new books, it's worldwide, the book can't have been published before, you're going to have to have it ready to go, uh, because it does close on the 7th of July, I'll put a link on the show notes, but I did feel when I was entering, I thought, gee, I should have mentioned this, just let people know about this, because it's a good prize. Uh, 5,000 quid's worth of support. Um, I'd certainly like that now. Some traditional support, some editors, some people who've got a lot of experience in this. So take a look at the show notes if that's of interest for you, but you're going to have to move fast. You're going to have a day or two left by the time you listen to this. That's pretty well it for this week's podcast diary. I just wanted to warn you about next week's show, because it's going to be a bit flexible. I'm going to be interviewing Richard Madeley this week. I've got his book. The book arrived, the the night book. And I'm going to see him locally talk on Monday evening. And then on Tuesday morning, we're meeting up for a coffee and I'm going to interview him. Now, years of being a journalist for the Beeb tells me that whenever you have meetings with celebrities, often they're running late. Often you're in a queue with other people who want to do interviews with them. Sometimes you get squeezed into five minutes. Sometimes I've had to dash already onto the next appointment. So I never hold my breath. Uh, I know what it's like, but I never hold my breath. I'm never quite sure what I'm going to get until I leave. I'd like to talk to Judy if I can. She's accompanying Richard, but essentially the publicity tour is is about Richard. So I'm hoping that I might get both of them. I really don't know what I'm going to get. So next week, what I thought I would do is just experiment with the podcast a little bit. I think the interview is likely to be shorter. So what I thought I'd do next week is I'd mix the interview with the podcast diary and maybe with some other features and just try a different format. And bearing in mind, I've got the feedback form on the site now, it it might just inspire you and say, do you know what? Maybe I like it the old way or I I like it this way. So I'm going to experiment next week and it's going to be a different format and the podcast diary, unless I get a lot with Richard Babley, unless I get a full length interview with him, um, then it'll just be normal. But it's going to be, Uncertain next week. There will definitely be a podcast, but it may just be a little bit different. So watch out and you'll you'll see what we get when we get it. And if you like it more, let me know. If you like the conventional format, again, let me know. If you do want to contact, if you've got any questions to ask, any ideas for guests, anything like that, I'd love to hear from you at paul at paulteague.com. If you go to self publishing journeys.com, the main website, there's a contact form up there. You can get in contact with me really easily. And I really would it would be very, very helpful to me. If you've got just a minute to spare, if you could fill in that survey that I'm running on the site at the moment, it'll really help me to make this podcast more useful and informative for you. I'll be back next week. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. If you're new to self-publishing, You might also like to check out selfpublishingacademy.com, the step-by-step guide to getting your manuscript off your hard drive and into print. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.